Kind of like a casual Friday. It's Friday, February 4th, 2022. This is the Just Baseball Show. Jack Mullen, Peter Apple. We're doing a couple of different things. We're talking about it's almost like contenders or pretenders. We're looking at the championship window. And you hear a lot of the time when you have like GM changes or manager changes or like certain guys coming up from the system, it's the championship window opens now. What does that actually mean? Who's in the championship window? We're going to give you that answer today. We're also going to do some fun over-under stuff. But first and foremost, Peter, how are you? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. You know, usually we have Arm Layton on these, uh, but it's just us two today. He's flying from Florida back to New York City where it is still freezing and terrible. But it's even worse down where you are, isn't it? Yeah, man, this isn't a polar vortex, but the Midwest has done me dirty. Uh, Massive snowstorm in the Midwest right now. Um, Big win for Ball State hoops. uh, Big loss for the men's team against Mm. Ohio. The Ohio Bobcats are going to win an NCAA tournament game. So when you get your bracket in March and you see Ohio as the 12 seed, and you see them taking on like five seed fraudulent, I don't know, whoever the hell, make sure Ohio is in the round of 32. The Ohio Bobcats are really, really good. Uh, But a nice win for the Ball State Cardinals uh, on the women's side over the Ohio Bobcats. What time do you think I got in this morning? I think you got in, well, I know when you got in. I know you got in around 3 in the morning, but also shout out Chris Longo, Ohio alum. Yes. He's been riding them, betting on them in college basketball, and they continue and continue to win. And I even said, are you sure Ohio is this good? He's like, I'm sure Ohio is this good. Listen, when you turn on Ohio uh, on on the Turner family of networks, the first round of the NCAA tournament, Ben Vanderplas. Everybody knew Jason Preston last year. Preston's an L.A. Clipper now, but Preston – Preston was the guy that was like everybody's soft spot during the tournament when they beat Virginia last year. Um, but Vanderplas was also on that team. Ben Vanderplas, white kid with flow, a headband, and a sick full mustache. And the dude is like a strong and thick cut 6'8 with a silky smooth jumper. Like one of the best mid-major basketball players in America. So highly recommend. Shout out the fighting Chris Longos. Um, I did not get in around 3 a.m. I got back to my place of residence at 4.20 in the morning. Ah, 4.20. That's cool. 4.20. And it was not a fun 4.20. It doesn't sound like a fun 4.20. So we left. uh, It was a 7 o'clock tip in Athens, Ohio, which is three and a half hours away from Muncie, Indiana, which in turn is 45 minutes with no snow on the ground to Fishers, Indiana, which is just northeast of Indianapolis. Um. We leave Athens expecting that we might run into some issues weather-wise because we've got this massive blizzard that has just been hammering everybody in the Midwest. Indy, Chicago, Detroit, everybody getting hit hard. We don't hit weather, but the bus starts beeping about 45 minutes into the drive. Ah. A pipe burst on the bus, and the bus shut down. So on the side of the highway just west of Columbus, Ohio... Me and the rest of the Ball State women's basketball team were sitting on the bus for about two hours waiting for another bus to come. Mm. The bus came, and two hours and 15 minutes to your destination with a blizzard happening turns into about three hours. So we pull into the parking lot uh, at Ball State at 3.15, get off the bus, I've got to de-ice my car, Uh, I pull back into Fishers, Indiana at 4.20 in the morning, and I slept the latest I've ever slept in my life. A pipe burst, huh? What was the uh, atmosphere in the bus as soon as you get the message? It was a good win. And for the most part, college athletes are usually like, you know, just kind of happy to be there, like up and up and peppy a little bit. So Mm -hmm. for the most part, it was funny. All right. At least that was good. I have a I have a travel story 
uh, to tell you it, it goes all the way back to my freshman year. And I travel all the time, you know, coming back from California, where I'm from. I went to Syracuse University, back to New York City. You know, we go to Florida all the time to see Aram and do some work down there. So I'm, I'm out and about usually. But this is the craziest travel story I've ever had. And I don't mean to one-up you in any way because a pipe burst You're on a bus. Yeah, I, don't, I might not, but I might. So listen in. So my freshman year of college, like I said, coming from Santa Barbara to Syracuse, I have no idea what's truly going to happen in the depths of winter up there in upstate New York. Some of the most snow in the country is in Syracuse, New York, because of the lake effect. A lot of, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going home for winter break. It's my first time flying home. I order a taxi, you know, for the morning. I call it the night before because there's a huge blizzard. Like, it's terrible. And they're like, you got to order your cab the night before. My flight's at 8 a.m., so I got to get there. So I order my taxi at 5.30 in the morning. Got to get there early. Taxi doesn't show up. It's 5.45. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on here? 6 o'clock, not showing up. Taxi finally shows up at 7 in the morning. Remember, I have an 8 a.m. flight. So I'm just hustling to the airport. I get right in. It's around 7.15, 7.20. They say, oh, no, you're too late to check it back because you have to do it an hour before. And I'm an 18-year-old. No, I just turned 19 because my birthday is on December 3rd. So I, I have no Happy idea what birthday. to do. Thank you. Thank you, by the way. Yeah. I, I have no idea what to do. No idea. So I'm looking around. And they you say the crying. next – Not crying. But I'm, I'm – dude, I'm nervous because – this is a Friday, and they say the next flight out of Syracuse isn't until Tuesday, and the dorms are closed. Jeez. So I'm like, oh, my, what am I going to do here? And they're like, well, we could possibly put you up in a hotel room for the night. And I'm like, well, I have nowhere else to stay. You know, I don't know I anyone have, like, here. Three nights. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, and it, it's a blizzard, by the way, for a kid who didn't know you had to get, buy a winter jacket. I thought sweatshirts would suffice. So They're fine. They're fine, but they're, they don't do the job, especially in the depths of winter. So I'm walking around trying to figure out a plan. And a guy behind me, same problem. But the guy behind me was an Army veteran. Remember, he's 26, 27 years old. So he says to me, there's a flight in Dulles that goes to LAX, Washington, D.C. Do you want to drive with me to Washington, D.C.? Cause we can make this flight and get out of here today. And I'm like, uh, I call my dad. I'm like, dad, I, I'm going to get in a car with a army guy. Like that's how I said it. I remember a stranger, complete stranger, but he looks so professional. And I, I instantly, you know, he's wearing the uniform. I'm like, I, I want to trust this guy. He seems so nice. Cause I can't rent a car. Right. So they're like, you could rent a car and drive yourself. And I'm like, I'm 19. I can't rent a car. So I get yeah. in the car with this guy and we drive. From Syracuse, New York, to Washington, D.C., he's telling stories about the war. That's like, like an eight-hour drive. It, 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 it was an eight-hour drive. Yeah. Telling stories about the war. Unbelievably nice guy, but so vivid. Because he knows he's never going to see me again. So he's right. telling stories about like people he's killed. Like Jesus. This was a gnarly drive. I get to Washington, D.C., take the flight, and I get home. And that whole thing took around 27 hours. Oh, my God. That's pretty fun. That's a story, right? Yeah, I feel like both of those are just, like, fun stories. Like, it's something yeah, that we're just going to remember for the rest of our lives. Rest of our lives. That's sweet. Do you remember his name? I don't. <laughs> I know. I don't remember his name. See, and honestly, I don't thing, think like, he he wouldn't want me to give out his name. Like he also oh, told no. like crazy stories. Like I, even if I did remember, but I quite honestly, I don't remember his name. But like, that's also the thing that our mind is just wired to do. Like you're about to spend eight hours in the car with this guy and he introduces himself, says his name. And then <laughs> like, you just forget it immediately. immediately. Like, oh fuck. Like what, what was his name? Oh my God. Like 20 seconds into the drive. And for the next eight hours, you got to pretend that like, you know, his name. It's just like, you don't have to say it. You can say my man, dude, yeah. guy, like what up champ? Uh, just anything but Dave. I was just so lucky. And if it had been anyone else, like it could have been another nice person, but if they weren't a, a military uniform, a crack I, pipe. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have trusted him. And then, you know, but I got it with this guy and he was amazing and he drove me all the way down there and he was, and I was like, do you want to split this? And he's like, no, don't worry about it. Go get your flight. And I was like, okay, 
I'm here. Like, that was sick. This guy was awesome. And then he drives away. I'd never see him again. Do you, like, kiss him on the cheek or something? No kisses on the cheek. Just dabs. You leave him with And I, I, I do remember handshake, like a good one. You know when you clap on a dap yeah. and it makes that, like, kind of that decibel? Yeah. Like, clean as shit. Clean as shit dap. Like, he remembers that for sure. Yeah. I'm a Even really good dapper, clean. by the way. I'm a really you? good at it. I, I know how to get the air pocket for the sound. I'm good. Do you do the uh do you do the snap afterwards or are you actually cool? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no, I do the snap. I'm not actually cool. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say usually the more subdued dap, the the more cool you are. No, I make um, a scene yeah. about, I make a scene about it for sure. Oh god. All right, not cool. Good to know. Uh but yeah, two great travel stories. And now we should probably talk about baseball. You in? Well let's talk baseball. We got over under okay, so we, we're gonna do the niche windows. over-unders. Yeah, we're going to do the niche over-unders at the end, but I do want to talk about the championship windows right now because it, I find it to be a fascinating concept. You know, when, when Chris Bryant comes up, like his rookie of the year, he wins NL rookie of the year, the Cubs weren't necessarily in the championship window. And you talk about teams who, like, might be a year premature of their championship window. Like, you talk about, um, you know, maybe the Padres in 2020. They outperformed what we were expecting them to. We were like, okay, mm-hmm. 2021, 2022, that's when the window opens. But 2020, it's like, oh, shit, you're really good. The White Sox this past year, they weren't supposed to be as good as they were last year. Like, their window was supposed to open 2022, 2023. But then you've got teams that, you know, are just in it and, like, underperform like crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying like, – I don't want to bury you, but, like, the Yankees have done that. Like, they have missed No, you're windows. not burying me. How many times have I said it? Yeah. No, I mean, That's like, just a fact. you guys, you, you've had windows there. Since 2009, you've had pockets of, like, two, three years. Plenty of you pockets. should be considered. Yeah. Plenty. So, and, and they just don't perform to it. But there are also teams that haven't sniffed a championship window in a really long time. I think about the Pittsburgh Pirates. And we're going to run through all 30. Like, the Pirates, we're simply going to say no and move on. Yeah. But the Pirates, when they had McCutcheon, Gregory Polanco, who was actually good at the time, and Starling Marte in the outfield with, like, Garrett Cole in that rotation, they were a really good team. Like, they were a fringe 100-win team. But were they ever really going to win the World Series? And I think everybody knew that the answer was no. I agree. And also, another thing about uh, the Pirates. First, we are slandering them, saying that their championship window is just not open. And it's a fact. I mean, it's just it's not. the reality it's of the situation. But... Do, let's shout out the Pirates for a second. Mitch Keller, have you been seeing some of his bullpens? Uh, it looks good. Dude's touching 101. Yeah. Like, he looks Mitch really Keller, good. Like, he he was could be guy. a guy. He could he be a still prospect. a guy. I'm not ready to he completely was... give up on him yet, especially after watching what, what I've been seeing in these bullpens. I know it's not a ton, but it, it, it piques my interest. It's like, can this guy still you, be good? Because it's not some random touching 101. Like you are saying, like, Mitch Keller was a top guy at one point. If he can find it again... I have no problem, you know, thinking that he's better than he is. The Pirates were thinking about building their future rotation around Garrett Cole, Tyler Glasnow, and Mitch Keller. Mm -hmm. There was a world where that happened. Oh, yeah. That did happen. And all all three of them went away, except except Keller. Keller's still there. But, like, the two guys who are actually really freaking good right now went away. Uh, I'm also excited for O'Neal Cruz to see what he is because a 6'7 shortstop, we've never seen anything like him. But the exit velos, he's got a lot of promise. But I feel like he might be the highest ceiling, lowest floor prospect. <laughs> like He could just be a guy who's never healthy and never turns into anything, or he could turn into some Aaron Judge, Shohei, not Shohei Otani with the, at the, you know, as a pitcher, but as a hitter. That kind of just incredible power we could see. So I have no idea what we're going to see from O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, Keith Law, we, we've talked about Keith Law's top 100 prospects. And one of the yeah. replies that I saw on that was, is O'Neill Cruz a top 10 prospect? I don't know if it was Keith responding directly or if it was somebody else that said, if you line them up by height, he absolutely is a top 10 prospect. He's like, the best prospect ever, funny. if you line him up by height. Yeah, boom. I mean, like, he is definitely in the back row of the school picture. Like the class picture in high school, you know what I'm talking about? So let's start rolling through these. We'll start with the National League and then go to the American League. We'll work east to west. We Sounds are good. going to go through all 30 teams. Okay. Like the Atlanta Braves, who won the division at 88 and 73, they're still in the championship window because they have Acuna and Albies and name everybody else. 
absolutely the rotation from Morton to Freed to Ian Anderson, Soroka's coming back, Huascar Yanoa, Tucker Davidson, Kyle Muller, Kyle Wright. I mean, you could just keep on going the bullpen. You know, we all know about Nutsack and the rest of them. Like, they're all phenomenal. The offense is going to be great. They just got to resign Freddie. Um, but yeah. yes, championship window absolutely open, and right now they're the favorites in the in the NL East for me. I think so. Uh, the Mets are in their championship window too. Absolutely. Like, you know, you could make the argument that they weren't there uh, even with Degrom and Lindor. Although a World Series title was within grasp last year, and then what mm-hmm. do they do? They go and add Max Scherzer, future first ballot Hall of Famer Max Scherzer, a top 100 player of all time, according to recent guest Joe Posnanski. So, like, the Mets are totally in the window. Totally in the window. Starting pitching wins championships. The only problem with the Mets is that the depth of starting pitching isn't isn't great, but it's still good. Like, what will we see from Taiwan Walker, from Carlos Carrasco, from guys like David Peterson, Tyler McGill? You know, I don't know, but what I know what we're going to see is pure dominance from DeGrom and Scherzer, and the Mets championship window rides with them. I mean, we're expecting a big bounce back year from Francisco Lindor. I mean, we didn't even go over him in our bounce back years because I think we're both just sold Francisco Lindor is going to go right back to being Francisco Lindor. Um, but it, it it rides on the starting pitching, and if DeGrom and Scherzer don't stay healthy, you, you won't see the Mets in the playoffs, but if they do, you could see them vying for a World Series ring. Right, and again, we are not a health-dependent podcast. We just We're not talk a health-dependent podcast on the field. Yes, um, the, I don't think the Phillies can win the World Series, dude. I just don't see it. Everything has to go right. I mean, they yeah. have no bullpen. Like, the, who's going to shut down games for them in the back end? The answer last year was Ian Kennedy. Um, it's fine. Like, listen, they've got a really good big three with Wheeler. Great big three. Harper and like Aaron Nola maybe, but also Suarez. Like they're they're fine. Um, but you say the Harper is, is one of their pitchers. No, no, no. Like I'm saying, a big three in terms of just players on oh, the roster. No, and then you threw Rager Suarez in there. I was like, oh, is it a big four with Rager Suarez? I mean, I've no, I fuck with Rager Suarez. <laughs> I if you're looking at like the top three players, like if you're on a video game and you're looking at like the overalls ranked, like if you're just looking at the roster and it's like this guy's a 95 this guy's a 94 this guy's yeah, oh, a 91 yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. and then the next highest is like a 79 like that's the philadelphia phillies you've got re- uh, like three Real Muto, really reese hoskins they got they got some dudes they're not they're not yeah. you know they're not it's not three guys and then some 79s like first of all ranger suarez is good like he's actually good he is but like the reality is, if you had to give these guys like a rating on MLB The Show, like Reese Hoskins is not over an eighty right now. Yeah, he is. You think yeah, so? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm gonna he's look. 30, at, uh, he's thirty bombs, hundred RBIs. I bet he's like an eighty-two. I'm actually gonna Google right now Reese Hoskins MLB The Show rating. <laughs> we're we're just through three teams and we're we can't even get through them all. That's fine. No, I like this. Uh, I like this. Reese Hoskins overall seventy-nine. Hmm. I mean, that's disrespectful to him. I don't think so. Like, he hasn't proved that he's, like, a really, really good player yet. He's a good okay, player. Okay, but, but a 79 really is, is just good. No, 79 is fine. He's not a fine player. He's a good player. Should no, be an 82, maybe even an 83. He's a fine player. Uh, the Marlins are not going to win a championship this year. They're not in the window. But if all the pitching prospects work out, 2024, the window opens. All they need to do is hit because they have maybe the best young rotation in all of baseball and starting pitching wins championships but they got they need guys in the lineup i'm expecting jesus sanchez to really take a step forward um but like you go down the lineup and there's just not a ton to be excited about um but i don't think do they finish below the nationals i think they finish above uh, it's hard it's hard it's just nobody's going to pitch to Juan Soto next year. Also, there was this great – I want to pull it up because Codify had this awesome tweet. Um, oh, it was 600-plus on base percentage? Like yes. the so longest stretch of having a 600 OBP. Barry Bonds had 211 games straight. No, 
yeah, longest span with yeah. a 600 plus on base percentage. Barry Bonds, 211 games. Ted Williams, 69 games. Babe Ruth, 66 games. No one else is even with 40 games. And I bet that Juan Soto will actually hit that through his first 40 games next year, considering that nobody will be behind him in the lineup. And if we're looking at the rotation, you know, I like Josiah Gray. Um, Strasburg. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what we get from Strasburg. We'll see what we get from Patrick Corbin. I like Kiebert. I don't really like Kiebert Ruiz. I, I, I like him. I like him. I like him. And I that's it, though. Like, there's not really else to hang your hat on over there in Washington anymore. Here's the thing, though. Like, if Cade Cunningham had Juan Soto's abilities but on a basketball court, like, if Cade Cunningham was the Juan Soto of basketball, the Pistons are like, you could make the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, that's the difference between a sport like basketball and a sport like baseball. Because you've got the best player on planet Earth right now in Juan Soto, who you're right, could have a 600 OBP through the first 40, 50 games of the season. I mean, we could be looking at a guy who's like, Dancing around a 500 OBP for the year through 162 games. Wouldn't be that surprised. And to your example about Cade Cunningham on the Pistons, what about LeBron dragging a 2007 Cavs team to the finals? That team had, like, Like, Mo Williams. Exactly. Anderson, Varejao, and Zydrunas Ilgowskis. Like, Like that's not an NBA team. No, it's a a quadruple-A team. It's It's a G League team that he took to the NBA finals. Like, Juan Soto... Is in baseball what LeBron James was in his first stint in Cleveland, and that is the Wonder That's Boy. That's a take. You understand that is a take. Not to is say it? I even disagree with it. That is a take. Juan Soto emerging as the LeBron James of basketball, but it's it's not crazy. You got a 146 WRC plus as a 19 year old. You had a 143 as a 20 year old. You had a 201 WRC plus in the shortened COVID year, but then he comes right back next year, 163. I. I'm not saying it's wrong, but like saying Juan Soto is the LeBron James is a very, it's a take for sure. I guess it's a take. I mean, like the way that I look at it is Juan Soto. I think everybody would say he's the second best player in baseball right now behind Mike Trout, right? I would. Yep. So best player in basketball at the time when LeBron first came up was Kobe with the Lakers. Yeah, But Kobe was the guy who was already established, much like Mike Trout. But LeBron was pretty fucking sexy when he first came up. Like, he was like, this is the guy that I want to tune into, more so than Kobe right now. And that's how I feel about Juan Soto. I'd rather watch a Juan Soto AB than a Mike Trout AB right now. Hmm. That's a good one. Hmm. I'm going to stand by it. Juan Soto right now is LeBron James' first stint in Cleveland. I like it. I don't hate it. Okay. I like it. But they're on. not in the championship window. NL Central. Milwaukee is in the championship window on starting pitching alone, but they got to add hitting. Until they until they do. You can't. Oh, we just saw this series against the Braves. They can't hit. It's it's you lose 1-0 games, you lose 2 2-1 games, the moment that starting pitching doesn't come to play, it's over. I'm not sold on the Brewers are in a championship window unless they add a, a championship window. Because the players so, like, are so they, random. They, if they get there, they but can But, like, they it. can't I, yeah. win a World Series right now. I, I don't think they can win a World Series right now if they don't address the offense. I really don't think so. Because if Christian Yelich does not return back to Christian Yelich... I think I'm with you. I think if they do nothing, the Brewers can't win a championship. I Yeah, I agree. Cardinals can. Can they? You wince. I think they can. They they could. I think the window's they, closing. They have to. to totally the, and the other side, they got to address the starting pitching. Like, go th- their three in the playoffs will be Adam Wainwright, Jack Flaherty, and probably Stephen Matz. Yeah, fuck. That's you have a guy in your 40s who was phenomenal last year. He's one of four starters to throw 200 innings. He but could do it again. But, yeah, exactly. He's just getting up there in age. That's just 
Father Time is undefeated. Like, it just happens. We don't know if he's going to do it again. Jack Flaherty. against Tom Brady. Facts. But Tom Brady just retired. Congrats to Tom Brady, by the way. Also, what was hilarious that he just didn't, like, acknowledge Boston fans. I loved it. I loved it. Um, No, I mean, like... No, but back to Jack Flaherty. Like, I expect a top 20, 25 pitcher in Jack Flaherty when healthy. But... And then Steven Matz, who has not proved that he can stay healthy routinely, but could be a good pitcher, a ground ball guy with that defense. But, like, is that... Like, then you're going up against Arias and Bueller or Logan Webb or DeGrom and Scherzer or with the Braves, like, or with the Brewers. Like, no, I'm not going to put the... I don't... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the conclusion from that? I I didn't get anything from that. Because my wheels are turning. I would say the Cardinals need to address starting pitching before I put them in a championship window. If they get our guy Bassett, are they World Series possibility? Yes. They just yeah, need I someone agree. solid in there. Yeah. They need someone solid who I can bank on giving me 175 innings. Yeah. Reds, Cubs, and Pirates. Uh, I, In the words of Jim Rome, I frankly have nothing to add to that. Let's move on. If the Cubs sign Carlos Correa, are they? No. Agreed. Right? Like, Agreed. I don't think the Cubs should sign Correa. Whether we believe it or not, I'm just saying, if they do, would you put them in a championship window? I would not. I would not. I would not. I agree. Okay. Uh, The NL West, they've got three teams. I I think they have two that can legitimately win it in 2022, but the Padres, their window's open now. Um, But the Giants and Dodgers, like, yeah. Who has a bigger window open right now, the Padres, Brewers, or Cardinals? Uh, Padres. Because you've got Machado and Tatis long term, you've got Cronenworth long term, you've got Grisham long term. You can on paper, I'd Snell. say you're on paper, I'd say you're right, but until the Padres prove that they belong here, yeah. And here's the thing with like St. Louis, everybody's under control for them in terms of the bats. Like Yadi Molina is going to need to be replaced, but like you've got Goldschmidt and Arenado on big contracts. You've got the outfield like stood Pat O'Neill, Bader, and Carlson aren't going anywhere because you got a bajillion years of control for them. Edmonds not going anywhere. No, you got a lot of team friendly shit going on for both. Absolutely, sides. yeah. So, so Dodgers, Giants, yes. Well, are, are we saying Giants? Yes. yes, I say Giants. Yes. Yeah, I okay. say Giants. Yes. Like, I here's the thing. Like, I've said Giants no since like 2014, <laughs> and. I, I said no last year, and they kicked they kick my teeth in. So, like, I'm just going to say yes. I'm okay eating that one. Yeah. I'm more okay eating that one um, than I am the Minnesota Twins, to be totally honest. I I will eat. I would, I'm just going to say the Giants are good until they're not. Because I be, yeah. not only do I believe it, I also have been burned on this team countless times. And although maybe on paper... They don't blow you away. Maybe you'd say the Padres are definitely better, but I, I, I'm I think the Giants still will finish with a better record in 2021 than the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going to do the humor technique and bring the mic super close for this. I think the Colorado Rockies can win the World <laughs> Series in 2022. They're going for it, apparently. <laughs> They're going for it by signing Antonio Sensatella for a long-term deal. Um, yeah, no, uh, Rockies and. Arizona Diamondbacks, again, in the words of Rome, frankly, I have nothing to add to that. Let's move on. But more on the Arizona Diamondbacks a little bit later on in the episode. Wink, wink. Uh, AL East, four teams can win the World Series. Yep. Yep. I mean, they can. That's I, crazy. If if you told me rank those four teams, you could rank them in legit any order, and I'd be like, you How know you what? You're kind of on par. Uh, all right. It's Friday. Do it. It's Friday. It's Feb- February. You said we are pulling no punches. We're just going balls to the wall this month. I right. need you to do it now. All right. Rays, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Yankees. Boom. Me exactly. But it's funny, on like the new Zips projections, the Bat X, all this stuff on Fangraphs, um, I'm not a big fan of projection systems, but it is what it is. They have the Yankees as number one in that division. That's what I'm Why? saying. I, I don't know, but <laughs> it's 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 clear that these all four of these teams are really good, and 
um, you could rank them in any order and you wouldn't look like any sort of psychopath. Like if, if you put the Yankees, then Rays, then Blue Jays, then Red Sox, or you put Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays, every variation of that sounds pretty good. I think they're all going to win above 87 games next year. And we're going right back into the thick of it of just whoever kind of beats each other. Because yeah, I mean, even the, though I rank the Yankees fourth, I still do believe the Yankees will have a good season. And I also don't think I, that they're done. I just, and it's it sounds like, oh, a Yankee hater right now. But uh, how can I be the Yankee hater? But like, it's, I'm right. putting them fourth, but they could also be first. No, I mean, you look at this division and the team that finished fourth in the AL East finished 20 games over 500. That, exactly. That's going to happen again. <laughs> Orioles? Because the Orioles... I mean, 52 and 110 last year. Did you see the Cedric Mullins thing? Crohn's disease? What thing? Uh, oh, no, I, I have that. I have it bookmarked. I got to read it. Dude, it is phenomenal. I, I'm i a Cedric Mullins fan for life. Dude, this guy is amazing, bro. And I don't even want to ruin it. I want everyone to go actually watch that story. Watch that video. You can find it. Just search Cedric Mullins Crohn's disease. It's phenomenal. They've got two guys that are super easy to root for with Mullins and Trey Mancini. Yeah. Um, AL Central. Is it the White Sox and that's it? Yeah. 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 You think the White Sox can win the World Series? Yeah. <laughs> Luis Robert could become, like, stupid. If you don't put two bucks on Luis Robert to win the American League MVP, you're not doing Think about it. betting properly. I mean, it's not gambling advice, but, like, it's a lock. No, it's not, of course. But, but like, that's the guy. If you see plus 2,000 for Luis Robert to win AL MVP, like, he could go, go nuclear. It's, I mean, this guy has not played a full 162. When he plays a full 162, like, we're looking at the type of production that I don't even know who you can compare him to in baseball because he's going to steal a shit ton of bags. He's going to hit 35 to 40 bombs. He's going to drive in 110. He could hit 290. He could have one of the better seasons in recent memory. Like, he's Bryce Harper with more speed when he's on. No, you know who he is? He's Fernando Tatis Jr. in the outfield. Yeah. Yeah. But Not with yet. more power. But with more power. Not, no, he doesn't. Fernando yes, Tatis Jr. hit dude. 42 home runs in 130 games. He was on you pace for like 1,000. Dude, I'm telling you, Luis Roberts' exit velos are stupid. Like they're, Stupid. Oh, well, I know. The, AL, <laughs> the wild card series against Oakland in 2020, guy hit one like 480 feet that was like 118 miles an hour. Yeah, he's hitting 117, 116 pellets like nobody's business. Uh, but so is Tatis. Tatis hit 42 home runs in 130 games. Like, until Luis Robert does that, maybe in terms of raw power, Luis Robert is right there. But in terms of in-game power, like, that's what Tatis is out here doing. Dude, I also love watching Luis Robert swing. Like, it is actually oh. so mechanically sound. Yep, absolutely. Yes. Good thing you pointed that out. That swing is money. It's beautiful, dude. It's beautiful. I mean, and Eloy could guy. hit 50. Aloy could hit 50. <laughs> yeah. Aloy could hit 60. Like, this this team could go. I've they could zero. light it up. Like, let's say Lucas Giolito takes the next job. Let's say Lance Lynn doesn't, you know, doesn't fall back to earth. A lot of things could work out well for this White Sox team. Like, if they're humming on all cylinders, that was kind of the reason that you guys were picking them as your World Series winner when we were going back. I know that they lost to the Astros. Yeah, like, like here's this, the thing. I've got, yeah. as somebody that's going to watch a little bit of all 162 White Sox games this year, I've got zero concern about the offense. Like, absolutely oh, yeah, zero concern. Uh, Even without Nick worry, Madrigal? <laughs> my worry, you could slap Cesar Hernandez again. I know he's not going to be there, but, like, he's it doesn't fire. matter. Leori Garcia is going to be the everyday second baseman, probably. And, like, not that's fine with me. I don't care. Um, okay. But, like, I just have concerns about the depth in the starting rotation. I love Lance Lynn. I love Giolito. Where do you go from there if you don't bring Rodon back? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's Tycho who stinks. 
I think Kopech is the three. I mean, Cease is the four. Like, is Cease, Cease should be take the, the three. superstar jump? Cease, Cease will be the Cease could be the best pitcher on that roster at the end at the end of the season. Totally, totally. Like, I so love... I don't think I don't think you put Kopech at the three. I, I think you put Cease legit at the two right now. And Giolito is the three. No, Giolito is the one. Lynn is the three. Kopech no. is the four. I mean, Lynn just finished like third in Cy Young voting last year. Like. But Gilito no, I'm just might... I'm just saying what I think the yeah. best pitchers on the Chicago White Sox roster will be after 2022. Yeah, fair. I mean, here's the thing though, like Yeah, opening day. I mean, you might even go Lynn one. I think Giolito's going to get the opening day nod just yeah, because probably. like tenure. Um, yeah, probably. Well, yeah. yeah but like as, as somebody that just like obviously wants them to succeed as a White Sox fan, like I just dream on on the possibilities for them. Um, and I ignore the floor. So okay. I'm glad we're on the same page here. You know what I mean? Like, no, I always I see Eloy as, you know, I see Eloy Jimenez <laughs> as a guy that can hit 50 bombs. And then I see Tim Anderson as a guy that can hit 330. And then Yohan Moncada is 270 with 30 bombs. Like, that is You think what 30 bombs from Yohan? Uh, he could. That's what he could yeah. possibly do. Yeah. No, if we're looking at just, ceiling, this White Sox team could win 110 games. Yeah. If we're talking yeah. ceiling. I just I dream on them and I totally disregard like what happens if somebody bottoms out. Um, but I'm glad that we're on the same page here that they're like legitimately most exciting offense in baseball. But also, could go wrong. Could go wrong. Could go wrong. They could uh, not finish first in the division. Yeah, I like who finishes first in the division if they don't? Cleveland Guardians. But, like, they're not in a window whatsoever. They can't win a World Series. They can't, but they're not that far off from what the Brewers are. I don't know. The Brewers have a much better starting rotation than Cleveland right now. Better for sure. Like, much better. Much, much better. You're nodding, but I'm going to keep saying much, much, much better. All right, much better. Acknowledge. Much yeah. better. Um, uh? Detroit's... Yes, dude, yes. Burns and Bieber, let's just call them same plane, even though I think Burns even is better Even though Burns right is now. better. Yeah. Yep. Barely. Woodruff is better than Quantrill. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Freddie <laughs> is better than Plesak or Tristan McKenzie or whoever yeah. the three is. And then Hauser's better than Eli Morgan. Like, All right. Yeah, no, they're better. They're better. They're a lot better. Um, <laughs> Detroit's not in a window. I'm excited for when their window opens, which is hopefully Agreed. 2024. Um, that gives Torque and Riley Green a couple of years under their belt. That lets everybody else come up. And hopefully Mize has it figured out when he hits arbitration. Do you like Torque um, or Green better? I like Green better. I do too. It's I think Green like, is going to be insane. Yeah, and like Torque can hit fifty bombs. Like it's the Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert bombs. thing. I he think could. Torque's gonna have like Goldschmidt power, like thirty to thirty-five. You think he's gonna be like fifty? Nah, dude. Seeing Torque, am I off on that? Like, yeah, seeing seeing the way this dude hits a baseball, like he could hit fifty it's in a year. Sound. That's not crazy. It's who has it's more power, him or Eloy? Eloy. Um, but Eloy has more power in terms of like going 460 to dead center. Like Torkelson mm. can go 410 to dead center two times when Eloy does 460 once. Okay. Um, like I view Torque as the possibility of Pete Alonso, who I think we okay. know can hit 50. Wow. Okay. Um, so I, I do like Torque with like the, it's the Eloy versus Luis Robert thing where. I would rather have Luis Robert on my team than Eloy Jimenez, even though Eloy Jimenez is really good and could get some MVP votes just because he's going to hit a ton of bombs. Like, that's the Torque versus Riley Green thing. Okay. Um, Kansas City, when does their window open? It's up to Bobby Wood Jr. Yeah. And MJ Melendez and Nick Prado. They're just so young. 24. Um, maybe. Maybe. Minnesota, I mean, you just got to prove me that you don't suck. Bailey Ober. Not a World Series caliber starter. 
I've been uh, posting on Twitter every single day. Um, I'm naming a player every day until the lockout ends of just players I think that need more attention. And Jorge when you Blanco name Bailey over, list. I'm canceling that day's podcast. Just canceling it. I'll release yes, it on a I'm weekend dead. so you can't get to me. Um, Jorge Polanco is incredible. He had 30, he over 30 home runs last year. I don't think enough people know that. Yeah, 30 home runs. Jorge Polanco should play shortstop. Everyone's saying he's better at second base. That he can't play short. I still think he should play short. He's freaking he's not good. 34 years old. He's like 27. Yeah, he's not. Um, AL West is interesting. Is the most interesting division out of all of this, I think. Yeah. Because, like, you've got a 60 and 102 team last year. Like, can the Astros signed... win the World Series next year, Jack? Probably. I don't know. Let's get to the Astros. But you've got, you've got a 60 and 102 team, like, that's what the Rangers went. They they won sixty games last year, and then they just signed Seager and Semyon. If I don't the think Rangers had a big time ace, I would put them in some sort of. But like, what is John Gray starting opening day? I, I yeah. think John Gray's going to shove next year, and I said that. But to what? You know, if we could see a three six three seven ERA from John Gray, you'd be like, wow, what a season three five even. But that's not a definitive ace of like a World Series team. Like I don't see the window open right now for the. For the Rangers. Yeah. Um, let's let's go to the Astros now. Like, because like without Correa, I just say no. You want a hot take? Yeah. Justin Verlander wins the Cy Young next year. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna He's going to be. I'm going to put it out. Him on and Corey media. Kluber are going to be co-Cy Youngs. <laughs> All right. I'm going to clip that and put that on social media. There we go. Just added another marker. Um, yeah, Justin Verlander and Corey Kluber, co-Cy Youngs. They split the award. Actually, no, that's Rock, just... Paper, Sitters in Secaucus at the MLB <laughs> Network Studios to decide the AL Cy Young Award winner. They should do more shit like that. I, I don't actually think Corey Kluber will, but I do think that the Rays are going to make him really good. But I do think that Verlander is going to come out hot. I do think he that he's going to be really good again. And if he's throwing 100 again or he's throwing high 90s and – Still got the bender, and it's still Verlander in tight pants. We might see him return to dominance. But, like, can can Verlander, Luis Garcia, and Framber Valdez, and Jose Arquiti be a World Series winning rotation? Oh, McCullers. I totally forgot about McCullers. Verlander, McCullers, Luis Garcia, and Framber Valdez. Isn't McCullers hurt? Is he not going to start the season on time? I think he is. I just searched Lance, and it goes immediately to Lance McCullers' injury. No way. Let me look it up for the people. That's Google knowing your search habits, because I just got Lance Armstrong. Forearm strain, pretty significant. On December 5th, it said Lance McCullers was about a month away from throwing. Okay, so, so he's, we'll he's throwing. We'll assume he's throwing. So yes, I do. Th- that's one of the best rotations in baseball. Yeah, damn. And then All they right. still got other um, guys minus Carlos Correa, and they're gonna add Jeremy Pena, who's like, that's their best shortstop prospect, or at least their most yeah. MLB ready one. Who all reports out of Houston are saying that he's kind of nasty. Yeah, they'll be. That's fine. arms. That's arms. AL Rookie of the Year pick sleeper. Yeah. Um. See, I actually don't think Seattle can win a World Series this year. I think they can do it in 2023 or 2024. I think they're a year before their window. You're probably right. 2023, they're going to be nasty. Yeah, like I'm thinking you got to get big league starts in for Kirby and Yeah, and and Brash you got to let Julio mature. You got to let Kelnick mature. Get another year, right? Yeah. And like is Noel V Marte going to be up by 2023? Yeah, like he could be that rookie spark for yeah. Marte, or uh, for the Mariners. Like Marte will be up midway through 2023 probably. That's when I think they're going to be discussing. I agree. I don't But the window is an interesting conversation. It's like the window. Like, could they win it? When does the window open? And, like, I don't think... You know what? I think it is open. I think it is open. Mm. If we're talking about window, I think it's open. I just don't think it is. I think the window... I think What if Julio and Jared... What if Julio comes up and it's just insane and Jared Kelnick shows exactly what he used to be 
and like they see, but Chris Flexen takes a step forward. There could be, I agree, but then the rotation, like I mean, Robbie Ray. What if Robbie Ray is still the same Robbie Ray that he was last year? I think you need um, you need growth with the youth, with the bats and the arms. Like, and that's hard to bank on happening this year. Like, say Julio and Kelnick come up aces, right? You still need Kirby to be really good when he comes up. And, you know, like, you need a couple more things to happen pitching and hitting-wise. Um, I also think they're a piece away. That's why I was so what adamant if, but that if they should they, go but get if Chris they, Bryant. If they sign Chris Bryant, are they, is the the window? We just said that it was. Now you're thinking no? I, I guess if they sign Chris Bryant, I'm, 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 the window is open if they have Chris Bryant. I think if they sign Chris Bryant, I think I'm I'm squeaking the door open. Yeah, but okay. I mean it's wide open. Like, it room is cold because the door's been open in wintertime. Like that open in 2023. Agreed. Okay. Um, Oakland, no, they're just gonna rebuild. Like, I think they're gonna sell. Screw it. Yeah. Uh, screw last it. team <laughs> we gotta go over. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Last team we gotta go over. Anaheim. They just this haven't is, done it. You know what? Window open. I don't care. Window open. What? If not now, when? If not Never. now, when? Never. So, yes. Yes. Has to be. Because if it's not, might as well dissolve the team. You have Shohei Otani. You have Mike Trout. You have Anthony Rendon. You know, like you have Shohei Otani. Win a fucking game, Angels. Come on. Get, stay healthy, please. Please. If they stay healthy, like they can. If they stay healthy, Please, they can just win. I want them to be good so bad. I want Mike Trout to have World Series ring. I want Otani to have a World Series ring. I want Syndergaard to have a World Series ring. I don't. <laughs> I don't want really Patrick it. Sandoval to have a World Series ring. He's earned I'm it. I'm cool without Patrick Sandoval having a World Series ring. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I mean, like, if everybody's healthy, you've got Rendon at third, you've got Jared Walsh at first, you've got Otani as the DH, you've got Joe Adele, who we hope can take a step in the outfield. Yeah, you like Brandon, Brandon Marsh? Marsh? And, like, Mike Trout, and then you've got uh, Cindergard, and you've got Otani. And, and Stassi is a fine Sandoval. catcher, too. Yeah, I mean, they've got so many pieces. Like, they Joe just Madden. to do it. Yeah, like, that's a big piece, actually. Joe Madden is the manager. Yeah, I mean, God, do it now, please. They should bring back Mike Sosha. No, they shouldn't. Uh, dual managers? Agree to disagree. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, let's do over-unders here. We've got the niche over-unders. Um, you know, they're not any that you're going to find on, like, BetMGM or, or FanDuel or anything like that. We um, made them up. We made them up. I've got three. You've got three. We'll alternate um, pitching to each other. You go first. Okay. Over, under, four and a half, no hitters, slash, perfect games next year in 2022. So there was nine no hitters in 2021. Crazy record. But there was only four no hitters in 2019, and there was three no hitters in 2018. Jack McMullen. Do you think there is over or under four and a half no hitters slash perfect games next year? And who's throwing them? Oh, that's a layered question. Ooh. I thought about it. Uh, over, because I think hitters are totally okay with striking out. <laughs> like, it's kind of ridiculous what hitting has come to now. Um, but they're fine with it. Like, they're fine mm-hmm. with a lineup striking out 17 times in a game. Um, so I think there are going to be north of four and a half no hitters and or perfect games. I think Burns is going to get his first. Okay. I think um, I think this is the year that Degrom does it. We're saying that every um, year. Yeah, but like it's I think it's weird this that is he doesn't have one. <laughs> so you're just naming like, all the best pitchers the and saying that they're going to throw it all the same year. No, but like Come Burns out with can some do heat. it. Degrom can do it. Um, Freddie Peralta can do it. The guy had like a 120 batting average against. I think Freddie Peralta can be a no hitter guy. Um, I think 
there's going to be some weirdest shit ones, like the Wade Miley no-hitter with, like, eight walks, and, like, Zach yeah. Davies starting a combined no-no. Like, fuck that. But it's going to Is Edwin happen. Jackson still in the league? He could throw one. He could. He could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else was I thinking about? Irvin Santana, possibly. Possibly. Could throw a no-hitter. Jared Weaver. Uh, Philip Umber. Is he still <laughs> a guy that exists? <laughs> you want to know two guys that I think will throw one next year? I think Julio Arias is going to throw one, and I think Logan Webb's going to throw one. Wow, it's hard though because like Webb is like contact on the ground guy, and like also a guy striking through. out ten guys at, per nine. Yeah, he's I fucking agree, disgusting. Disagree on Logan Webb. I could see it with Urias. I could also see it with Walker Bueller. Oh yeah, I could see it with Walker Bueller. I could see it with Shane Bieber. I could see it with Garrett I could see Cole. See with Sandy. I could see it with Severino. How about no? <laughs> How about yeah, Sandy you could. Alcantara? I could see yes. with Sandy. I could see it with Trevor Moore though. Uh I could see with Trevor no. Moore. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know. Both. I could see it with... I bet Adam Wainwright has like a <laughs> three strikeout no-hitter. Which so over teams... under four and a half. Over under four and a half. Over. I said over. I'm going to say under. Why? There's never been nine like there was last year. Um, I mean, there are... Literally hasn't. It was a record. Yeah. I don't... There was four in 2019, three in 2018. I'm going to say there will be four or... I would say four next year. I think I'm going under. Okay. I'm going over. Um, Mine. Over under 106 and a half losses for the worst team in baseball this year. So you've got the Pirates, who lost 101 games. You've got Texas, who lost 102. Arizona and Baltimore each lost 110 last year. Arizona hasn't done anything to get better. Mark Baltimore's going to have... Oh God. Um, <laughs> you've got to win the first eight innings to get to Mark Melanson, and Arizona doesn't do that often. Baltimore's going to have Grayson Rodriguez and Adley Rutschman up. Adley on opening day, G-Rod not too far after that. Um, what do you think? Over under 106 and a half losses for the worst team in baseball. I think there's one team who does that, and I think you already named them. I think the Arizona Diamondbacks will finish with worse than 106, but I don't think any other team will. I think the Orioles will be slightly better. Um, I think the Pirates will be slightly better. Texas way the, better. Texas better, obviously. I the, There is... The Diamondbacks not only haven't done anything, but they're not even trending in the right direction if we're talking youth coming up next year either. Could the Rockies lose 107 games next year? Nah, because they win at Coors. They just but beat like, teams Story's at Coors Field. But not going to be there. Doesn't matter. They'll win like John Gray's not going to be there. They'll win like 78 games. Oh, God. And How? you'll be like, What? Or 74. They're not going to – because they beat teams at Coors. Okay, so, like, MLB's partnership with that crypto company where they go to the moon, you know what I mean? Like, they've got yeah. Moon Man going on here. Um, they just did a home See, run derby at Coors. you just said you were going to say you're never talking about crypto again. Oh, yeah, and on true. the next episode, you're literally talking about crypto. God, I'm a crypto bro right now. You're a crypto. I am you put any more money in Ethereum? No, <laughs> no, zero <laughs> more dollars. Um, Scared. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, but, like, you just had a home run derby at Coors. I think the next step is home run derby on the moon, or at least at, like, the International Space Station. Being at the home run derby at Coors Field was fucking awesome. Yeah. Trevor Story like it. has as much power as anybody. He was hitting, like, 475-foot home runs in batting practice. Like, nobody's business. Man. All right, what's your next over-under? My next over under, over under a 140 WRC plus for Wander Franco in 2022. So last year he had a 127 WRC plus. He finished with a 288, 347, 463 slash line with seven home runs in 70 games. So to give you an idea of what WRC plus even is, um, 100 is major league average. Every percentage point above that is your percentage points above major league average. And the same goes for below. So to give you more context on who was around a 140 WRC+, Joey Votto, Nick Castellanos, and Max Muncy both 
all finished at 140. Trey Turner finished at 142. Brandon Crawford finished at 139. So that goes to show kind of the level of how good of a big leaguer you have to be to get a 140 WRC+. Jack, I'm throwing that to you. I threw it in our group chat. People said under, but slightly. Um, I think probably 135 is just a better guess for a 21-year-old. But then I go back and I think about Juan Soto, and I think he had a 146 as a 19-year-old. He had a 143 as a 20-year-old. He had a 201 as a 21-year-old. Juan Franco is about to be 21 years old. I think that he is one of the next great players in our league, and I'm willing to go on here right now and say that he goes over 140 because that's how much I love the guy. And I think I'm that he you. could be a 300, 380, 490-ish guy, um, you know, with an OPS well into the 900s. And I think that would put him there. I, I think he could be a guy who hits 25 home runs, steals you 20 bags, and hits for a crazy amount of average and is just – and he takes his walks. Like, he has incredible plate discipline at such a young age. I think he's going over. Um. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. You said you Good. were throwing it to me, and then you just rolled with, like, your minute thing. Um, yeah, I'm going up. over because I, – I understand. WRC Plus really values OBP, and I think Wander Franco is actually going to have a really good OBP because pitchers are going to start to nibble against him, and he's going to walk a lot mm-hmm. because he's got one of the best eyes in baseball already. Like, it's Juan Soto level in terms of eye. Because nah, not, not that level. No, no level is even – No, nobody's okay, on Juan his Soto level. Juan Soto light. Yeah, Juan Soto agreed. Light. Agreed, agreed. Um, because he walks more than he strikes out. And that's not going to change, I don't think. I think he's going to walk more than he strikes out in his career. So I think he's going to walk a lot. I think his bat-to-ball is still really good. Um, and I think he puts hard contact on the ball enough. Like, I and think he's Wander also Franco, fast as shit, too. So he's going to beat out a lot of those infield hits, like maybe turning you know singles to doubles, a lot of those kind of things. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I think the trop also helps him like that's a pretty hitter friendly ballpark like i think he can poke him down the corner a little bit too so i like wander to go over that just barely like i don't think we're yeah. we're looking at him like best hitter in baseball this year Trey like, turner led the league in war and had a 142 wrc plus yeah like i i could see wander doing something like that i agree so that's that next um, year yeah but that right. will goes to show that other people in just baseball said under. I really want to track this bet. I think it's going to go over, dude. Then nothing's stopping you. Just track okay, it. Okay, good, good. I will. Um, all right. First of our two Giants over-unders because we just played GM with the San Francisco Giants. Yes, sir. Over-under, nine and a half players to appear in 100 or more games for the San Francisco Giants in 2022. They had 10 guys play north of 100 games last year. They are notorious for resting their old guys now. That's what they did. That's why they were so successful in 2021. It obviously worked. They won 170 games, or they won 107 games, not 170, um, by playing a bunch of different guys and having 10 guys play north than 100 games. Do they do it again? Over, under, nine and a half. Over. I think it's a lock. I would have said it at 10.5 of RU because I think they're going to be having even more players who are over 100 games. Remember, no Buster Posey. You know, they're losing out on Chris Bryant. There are there are pieces that are leaving that will have to be filled in by these talented role players. So I would say, yes, over one, over 9.5 players play over 100 games. Yeah. What's 9 times 162? Uh, Nine times one sixty-two is fourteen fifty-eight. Close. If you divvy that up among fifteen people, they play ninety-seven games. <sighs> yeah, I'd say over. I'd say over. Here's the thing, though: like they just have so much depth. Where like, you know, Dubon and Tyro Estrada played like eighty games. And that took some games. Away. Yeah, like somebody could play 100. So I, I'm going to go over that too. You've got another Giants over. And they lost Donovan Solano. Yeah. So like someone's going to have to. Might be some play. numbers there. Yeah. My next over under 
over under a 2.75 ERA for Logan Webb in 2022. Under's the good thing. Under's the good thing. So he had a 3.03 ERA last year in 148 innings, but his FIP and his ex-FIP were both in the 2.72 to 2.79 range. So there's underlying metrics that say he might have been a bit unlucky with a 3.03 ERA. But remember, they're going to rely on him to throw as close to 200 innings as possible. You know, the sinker-slider changeup combination is still lethal. But 275 is lofty. Lofty, lofty, lofty. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to say over because I think throwing to Buster Posey and throwing to Joey Bart and Kurt Casale are two different things. Such a good point. That's my only reasoning. Such a good point. I didn't even think, think about that, and I should have thought That's about that. That's what I'm here that. to do. <laughs> hmm. Not worried about the defense behind him. The defense is still going to be really good with Brandon Crawford at short and, you know, whoever the hell you want to put at other spots around the infield. And the outfield is going to be athletic and, and fast. Um, but I think his battery mate's going to hurt him. Like, Buster Posey is just a pitcher enhancer, and Joey Bard has not proved that yet. And Kurt Casale is the most mediocre name I could possibly say on this podcast. Could I turn right back around, though? Because this was the first season that really he started using the sinker slider changeup as his three most used pitches. Like in 2020, he threw his four-seam fastball 34% of the time. In 2021, he threw it 10% of the time. Like, it maybe with another year, is he even better than he was last year? And I think that's what people yeah. are expecting him to do is to make that jump. But then how does that relate to the ERA? Because, like, his expected ERA was 3-4-4, which is interesting. So maybe he so wasn't listen, as like, unlucky. I don't know. It's it's tough because I set the number, like, right at 275. Like, I think yeah. you're spot on with that. I think he's going to be, like, a 279 pitcher, which is an improvement. Vegas lines. Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I should. shit. You look at him all the time. I do every day, every day, all day, every day. Um, yeah, like that's a really good line. I'm gonna say just over, like a two eight ERA for Logan Webb. I agree. I think it will be over, but I think it'll be under three. Yeah, I. So we're in the same ballpark right there. Do you agree that it's the battery change that does him the difference? If uh, yeah, because if you're it, it, yes, yes, not the whole thing. But yes, that will make an that will definitely make an impact. All right, you're going Last from one of the best receivers under. of all time to a rookie. Yeah. Last over under of the episode. Over under, eight and a half Mets games attended by Peter Apple in 2022. Over for sure. Yeah, you're a Mets fan. Not necessarily, but Just I will acknowledge be there. it. If you're, going I'm to rooting 10 for the Mets. Mets games I'm year, rooting for the Mets. Does if that make me a Mets, Mets fan? Games, yeah, like you're going to 10. There are 81 home games. You're going to, to 9 or 10. That's like north of 10%. Yeah. That number's pretty good. I. That's a lot. But we were credentialed for Mets games last year. Hopefully we're trying to get credentialed again for the New York Mets. I would say I go over. We'll count that one too. Eight and a half. Yeah, I say you go over because you were turning into a diehard Mets fan. <laughs> I bleed. I bleed uh, orange. Well, that's from your college days, but exactly. The, yeah, I think you do. I think you love the Mets, and you're kicking the Yankees to the curb by 2025. It's the Mets, baby. It's the Mets. Yeah, whatever that is, George Costanza. Um, no, that's uh, it's a TikTok thing. Oh, is it? You're an influencer. Not as much as you are. <laughs> Do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's nap time for me. Nap time for you. I'm feeling bad for you in uh, in the Midwest, which should be the Middle East. Um, no. For all that snow. No. I'm switching the mic for the end of the podcast. Uh, actually, no, I can't do that. I got to take it with us because of the software that I'm using. But 
for the fine folks watching on YouTube. This is what it looks like outside. Do, do, do. It and looks also, like crap for all you people listening. <laughs> and also for those fine people watching on YouTube, you can also check out Jack McMullen's wearing his Just Baseball sweatshirt. I'm wearing my Just Baseball t-shirt. Now he's the one posing. Kind of look like in Dwayne the Hunk Johnson back there. Uh, Hunk is not his nickname. It's Rock, actually. I tried to change it for you, man. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Uh, we will talk to you on Monday with a new episode. That'll be Aram and I, and then Pete and I back at it on Tuesday. None of this Thursday crap anymore. Um, this was a late working week for me and Pete, but uh, you know what? It's fun. Um, Jeff Passan didn't make it seem like we were close to a deal. I hope that changes. I really freaking hope that changes so bad because I want baseball like so bad, like right now. Um, but we're going to get 150 AAA games this year. There will be minor league baseball. Um, there's going to be indie ball. There's going to be college baseball. We're going to cover whatever baseball is going on. It's just baseball because why the hell not? We like this sport. Why the hell not expect college baseball coverage? Expect minor league coverage all over JustBaseball.com. We're coming out with a new college baseball podcast. Arm's already got his podcast called The Call-Ups. You can read about it on JustBaseball.com, or you can listen uh, wherever you stream your podcast, or you can watch it all go down on YouTube. We're also starting up baseball trivia soon. I'm starting up Not Gambling Advice, the podcast, going over fantasy baseball and gambling stuff. And Jack, you may have something interesting coming in the works. Possibly. We shall see. Um, but that will remain a secret until it actually happens. So, good weekending, everybody. Thank and you, everybody.